From the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 104. Welcome back to the Mystic Show. I should welcome myself back. It's been uh, several months since our last episode. And uh, I'm happy you're able to join me now. This is the show where we talk about meditation, mindfulness, a lot of self-help, personal development. And if you practice what we talk about here on this show it'll make a big difference in your life because as we know spirituality is a wonderful topic and very deep concepts and we love it and yet there's also this idea of putting it into practice of becoming the human being that each of us should become So we archive every show as a podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and on our website, themysticshow.net, and you'll also find links to our social media, and um, we are replayed on the Fractal Stream at 8 a.m. Eastern Time every weekday. So every morning, you can hear us. Um, I was doing the show every morning live. And these days, well, like I just mentioned, I haven't done it in a few months. And these days, I'm just going to probably post uh, one or two shows a week. And uh, I won't be doing it live anymore. You know, when I started the show, I wanted to have it live because I wanted to take callers and things like that. But in the beginning, and for a while, not many people called, so... um, which is just because my show hasn't got, gotten insanely popular yet, which is fine. Um, that's not why I'm doing it, as you all know. If you listen to the first episode, I give all the reasons why I started this show. And uh, I can't forget our sponsor, Pause Your Life. Yep, Pause Your Life. If you go to pauseyourlife.org, you can find out about Pause Your Life. Um, We host meetups and retreats, and really it's for everyone, because everyone's life is pretty crazy these days, very busy, and we don't pause often enough. We just keep going full speed ahead. We never actually stop and attempt to Simply be a human being. So pause your life. We have meetups and retreats. Pauseyourlife.org. So getting right back into the book that we're reading from, uh, we had, we're reading from the book 
From Poverty to Power by James Allen, which was published in 1901, and it has two parts. And we finished the first part, actually. The first part was called The Path of Prosperity. And within the first part, there was seven chapters. And now we're going to continue with part two, which is The Way of Peace. And there's also seven chapters in this one. So this second part is called The Way of Peace. And the first chapter, again, I'm calling them chapters. They're not labeled as chapters by James Allen. By the way, we've read a lot of James Allen because he's one of our favorite authors from the early 20th century and the late 19th century, actually. Uh, So this section we're going to start today, uh, we're going to read part of it, part one of this, and it's called The Power of Meditation, all right? And again, it's from the book From Poverty to Power by James Allen. Spiritual meditation is the pathway to divinity. It is the mystic ladder which reaches from earth to heaven, from error to truth, from pain to peace. Every saint has climbed it. Every sinner must sooner or later come to it. And every wary pilgrim that turns his back upon self and the world and sets his face resolutely toward the Father's home, must plant his feet upon its golden rounds. Without its aid, you cannot grow into the divine state, the divine likeness, the divine peace, and the fadeless glories and unpolluting joys of truth will remain hidden from you. Meditation is the intense dwelling in thought upon an idea or theme with the object of thoroughly comprehending it. And whatsoever you constantly meditate upon, you will not only come to understand but will grow more and more into its likeness. For it will become incorporated into your very being, will become, in fact, your very self. If, therefore, you constantly dwell upon that which is selfish and debasing, you will ultimately become selfish and debased. If you ceaselessly think upon that which is pure and unselfish, you will surely become pure and unselfish. Tell me what that is upon which you most frequently and intensely think, that to which, in your silent hours, your soul most naturally turns. And I will tell you to what place of pain or peace you are traveling. 
and whether you are growing into the likeness of the divine or the bestial. There is an unavoidable tendency to become literally the embodiment of that quality upon which one most constantly thinks. Let, therefore, the object of your meditation be above and not below, so that every time you revert to it in thought, you will be lifted up. Let it be pure and unmixed with any selfish element. So shall your heart become purified and drawn nearer to truth, and not defiled and dragged more hopelessly into error. Meditation, in the spiritual sense in which I am now using it, is the secret of all growth in spiritual life and knowledge. Every prophet, sage, and savior became such by the power of meditation. Buddha meditated upon the truth until he could say, I am the truth. Jesus brooded upon the divine immanence until at last he could declare, I and my Father are one. Meditation centered upon divine realities is the very essence and soul of prayer. It is the silent reaching of the soul toward the eternal. Mere petitionary prayer without meditation is a body without a soul and is powerless to lift the mind and heart above sin and affliction. If you are daily praying for wisdom, for peace, for loftier purity and a fuller realization of truth, and that for which you pray is still far from you, it means that you are praying for one thing whilst living out in thought and act another. If you will cease from such waywardness, taking your mind off those things the selfish clinging to which debars you from the possession of the stainless realities for which you pray. If you will no longer ask God to grant you that which you do not deserve, or to bestow upon you that love and compassion which you refuse to bestow upon others, but will commence to think and act in the spirit of truth, you will, day by day, be growing into those realities, so that ultimately you will become one with them. He who would secure any worldly advantage must be willing to work vigorously for it. And he would be foolish indeed who, waiting with folded hands, expected it to come to him for the mere asking. Do not, then, vainly imagine 
that you can obtain the heavenly possessions without making an effort. Only when you commence to work earnestly in the kingdom of truth will you be allowed to partake of the bread of life. And when you have, by patient and uncomplaining effort, earned the spiritual wages for which you ask, they will not be withheld from you. If you really seek the truth and not merely your own gratification, if you love it above all worldly pleasures and gains, more even than happiness itself, you will be willing to make the effort necessary for its achievement. If you would be freed from sin and sorrow, if you would taste of that spotless purity for which you sigh and pray, if you would realize wisdom and knowledge and would enter into the possession of profound and abiding peace, come now and enter the path of meditation and let the supreme object of your meditation be truth. At the outset, meditation must be distinguished from idle reverie. There is nothing dreamy and unpractical about it. It is a process of searching and uncompromising thought which allows nothing to remain but the simple and naked truth. Thus meditating you will no longer strive to build yourself up in your prejudices. But, forgetting self, you will remember only that you are seeking the truth. And so you will remove, one by one, the errors which you have built around yourself in the past and will patiently wait for the revelation of truth which will come when your errors have been sufficiently removed. In the silent humility of your heart, you will realize that there is an inmost center in us all where truth abides in fullness. And around, wall upon wall, the gross flesh hems it in. This perfect, clear perception, which is truth, a baffling and perverting carnal mesh blinds it and makes all error. And to know rather consists in opening out a way whence the imprisoned splendor may escape than in effecting entry for a light, supposed to be without. Okay, we will stop here for now. We'll just take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Okay, thank you so much to uh, Anya for that musical interlude, which is actually called Tea House Moon, and it's off her album The Memory of Trees. It's a very good album. Most of her albums are really good. Um, well, for all I know, they may all be good. I don't know if I've heard them all. Um, everything I've heard is very good. So thanks again to Anya and welcome back to the mystic show. Yep. We just read a nice passage from James Allen, the book called from poverty to power. And the section was called the power of meditation and as James Allen always does, he seems to put into simple language that which is so true and powerful. And he's describing meditation and how all the all the accomplished spiritual people from the past, they all meditated. And um, I mean, there's no... There's no denying that meditation is one of the most important parts of a spiritual practice, if not the most important part. So so if you're listening and you haven't really meditated very much, um, I would encourage you, when you feel like it, when you're prompted from inside, go ahead and learn. Try to meditate or find a teacher or anything. Find a book. And he also mentions, too, about prayer. That a a prayer that is said in a mere petitionary way, without any authenticity, is a body without a soul. So I think think we see that in modern life today um, a lot. People praying for things or asking for things or wishing for things and they don't get them um, because, as James Allen says, there's there's only selfishness behind what they're asking for. There's no real authenticity or meditation behind it and therefore there's no power in it. So... And that's one of the things I like best about this show, The Mystic Show, is that we try to go a step or two or five further than than everyone else. Um, I mean, meditation is good, but honestly, there's probably many systems of meditation which are not really that powerful or not really that good for your spiritual growth. Um, they might be easy to do, or you, you might think they're easy to do, but they might not be providing any benefit. So, so that's why in our spiritual path, we have to choose wisely, as they say. Right? He says, at the outset, meditation must be distinguished from idle reverie. And there is nothing dreamy and unpractical about it. So that's another thing, right? 
Meditation is very practical in its ability to balance a person, to regulate the person's mind, to allow higher thoughts and intuitive thoughts to come in. So many benefits of meditation. So I hope you're meditating and I hope you're being sensitive to yourself and through your meditation because um, we do have to learn to understand what's going on with us, inside of us. What's going on with our being? You know, how am I feeling the meditation? Is it on the surface or is it deep? And, And anyway, what happens is over time of sort of observing ourselves and being sensitive to ourselves is that we learn a lot more about this power of meditation and, more importantly, our own power as human beings. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the last three months or so. I mentioned earlier in this episode that we haven't done a mystic show in uh, several months and uh, for various reasons, but I will say that... um, You know, I, in the last three months, I've been inspired and opened up by several trips that I took. I did some traveling for different reasons, and each trip um, seemed to be important for me and for my spiritual growth. And of course, balancing out the trips is coming home being at home for a while. So there's, there ends up, for me, over the last three months, there was this, uh, you know, going away, traveling somewhere, spending some time there, and then coming back home. And um, it makes it very easy to reflect on yourself when you have these experiences. Um, I wrote down this one note. I want to say it before I forget it. Um, this idea of traveling and experiencing things, each of us has to give ourselves room to grow. And we have to give ourselves experiences that allow us to reflect and better evaluate life. Life in general and our own life. So experiencing things, and in this case I'm talking about travel, traveling to some places, um, that broadens our awareness of life because we get to see a different place, we get to experience certain things, then we get to come back home. And when, as you know, when you come back home, you're a slightly different person. And your home is a slightly different home, in a way. So I went on a retreat um, is a personal retreat. It wasn't the pause your life retreat, uh, which we did in April. Uh, this was a personal retreat I did in May. And, um, I went on, I went for about a week and about three years ago, I had gone on a retreat, uh, for about two weeks. And that was a very profound retreat. I think it was back in 2011. 
So in May of this year, when I went on my retreat, it was a very different experience. And I've felt this before. I've, you know, even on some of my trips to India, some trips are very deep and inspiring. Other trips are very mundane and, you know, you don't feel inspired. And it was just a little blah. Um, but here's the thing. That's also an experience. So we can't discount those experiences. And that's how I felt on this retreat back in May. I thought, hey, I'm not feeling anything profound. But, but luckily, my awareness, you know, because I've been meditating for several years, I, I know that these things happen and they, I, they don't bother me. Of course, that's kind of like a, a rookie mistake in meditation is when you let things bother you. So that's one of the things we learn through meditation is that whatever happens is good. I mean, you know, in our spiritual experience. Um, and that's it. It's good. So write it in your diary and forget about it, <laughs> as, uh, as my spiritual guide says. So that retreat, again, what an experience, right? Experiencing something and coming back and reflecting on it. And then in June, my wife and I went to Alaska, which was the most amazing place I've ever seen in my life. It was really like unspoiled nature. And there's very few people up there. So Alaska is the least densely populated state. And where I'm sitting right now in my studio near my home in New Jersey, New Jersey is the most densely populated state. So it was nice to go to Alaska and see the nature and the mountains and the streams and on the wildlife. Wow, that was very inspiring. And then over, let's see, July 4th, I went camping. Now here's the thing. I went camping with my family and some other families. And the campsite was not that far away. It was less than an hour away. Um, but we went and had a great time and camped out and got out of the house. So sometimes I think we may want to, you know, run away from life and go on a retreat and, you know, go far away. But, um, sometimes very close to our homes, we can be surprised by the places we can go and camp or go and stay. So, I mean, the idea is, I mean, the important thing is not how many miles away from your home you are. The important thing is to go somewhere and have a different experience and, uh, you know, meditate early in the morning and your campsite and see how that feels. And then just a week ago, I went to Dallas for a podcasting conference it was called the Podcast Movement, and that's my business, actually, is recording podcasts and internet radio, and that was a very good convention. It was good to be around people, like-minded people who are all excited about the same thing. One of the things that I, that I like, which is podcasting and audio, and I got some new knowledge and reinforcement. 
Now, that trip to Dallas was not like a spiritual trip, but again, get out, do something different, um, experience different things, meditate in a different place under different circumstances. And um, I think sometimes it's surprising how much we can we can learn by doing that. So, so unfold yourself by traveling and visiting some different places and maybe even travel with different people if you can, or, you know, you can change it up, do what you feel, but it's a great way to unfold ourselves is to see different places, experience different things and meditate all the while and, and see how we feel. So I thank you for listening to this episode of The Mystic Show. We had a really nice reading from James Allen. It's great stuff. And um, I hope you can experience traveling and seeing different places in your life. And uh, sometimes all it takes is a decision to do it. So until next time, you can check out all our previous episodes on themysticshow.net. And uh, also you can visit pauseyourlife.org for more information about Pause Your Life. So thanks for listening. And as always, keep shining.